This sermon was recorded at Church of the Ascension, an Anglican parish in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, whose mission is to be a worshipping community that equips God's people and shares Christ's healing with a broken world. For more information, please visit ascensionpittsburgh.org. Lord, you are in the midst of us and we are called by your name. May you open our ears to hear you today. Amen. Last Sunday, Palm Sunday, um, when there was a beautiful, dramatic reading of the Passion, as similar to what we heard today, and uh, my six-year-old Flannery was just wrapped, just so interested in what was happening. And afterwards, she called me outside, and um, we were talking, and she said, um, why did Jesus have to die? And I said, Jesus died for our sins. And she said, well, I know, but why did he have to die? Why couldn't God do that some other way? Which is a very good theological question that maybe, I mean, I know I've wondered. Maybe you have too. And I told her um, to pretend that it was freezing outside, that it was snowing and really, really cold, and that I told her to... um, wear her coat, to put on her coat and go outside. And she didn't. She didn't put on her coat, and she goes outside in just what she had on. And I am with her, and um, she's freezing. And she's getting colder and colder and colder and, and in trouble. It's too cold. She's exposed herself to the power around her. And I said, in that moment, either I say, well... You made your choice. Or I have to take off my own coat and put it on her. And if I love her, I'll put my own coat on her, but it would expose me then to the cold. I would be exposed to the power that was hurting her, that was killing her. I was trying to put this in a way a six-year-old would kind of get. But I was trying to sort of gesture to the idea that forgiveness is something that requires someone to take our place, to take our consequences, to switch places with us, to give something up of themselves. Something that can be hard for us to understand in our own culture in this moment in history, but that's really, really clear throughout scripture is that sin costs something. And sin doesn't just cost something, vaguely. It costs life. It takes away our life. It earns death. Hebrews 9 has this strange short little verse in it that says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. This idea that a life is lost, that there's blood shed over the forgiveness of sins. So what happened on the cross? Why did Jesus have to die? So first of all, I I just need to say that far more happened on the cross than we can imagine or talk about, even if we talked this whole three hours. There's no one thing accomplished. There's no one metaphor to sum this up. What happened at the crucifixion is a great mystery. 
that we can never completely sum up or pin down or mine. We can keep coming back to this mystery. But to answer Flannery's question and to understand why Jesus went to the cross, we have to understand that there is a real power to sin and death. Some of you, if you've been around, you've probably heard this before at Ascension because we talk about it a lot. But for those who aren't, I want to say that when Christians talk about the power of death in the world, we don't just mean that one day we will stop breathing, although that's part of the power of death. We're talking about what we call capital D death, the power of sin and darkness in the world, the power of every big and little betrayal, the power of every selfish moment, every wasted minute, every will to power, the power of abuse and hatred and genocide, the power of violence, the power of slavery, the power of the Holocaust, the power of every white lie that you or I have ever told, the power of the darkest places in our hearts. And scripture says that sin earns wages. The wages of sin is death, capital D, death. We pay for sin, and we pay with death. And these wages have to be paid. This is in the very order and nature of the universe. We can want forgiveness to come by God just kind of waving a wand, sort of magically taking away the wages due to sin. But God doesn't just ignore sin or the power of death. He offers forgiveness that pays the debt, that pays the wages of sin. The word that's most often used by the Apostle Paul for what happens on the cross is not actually forgiveness. It's this word justification. It's the most common word to describe what happened on the cross by Paul. And this word means righteousness. It even implies restoration to righteousness. Our debt is not only canceled, we are given something. We are given righteousness. We are given the righteousness of God. But how could God restore his righteousness and preserve the justice and righteousness of himself? I didn't go to a Christian college, but there was this chaplain, college chaplain, and he would always ask first-year students, if you had to pick between what was most important about God, would you pick his mercy or his justice? And I hated the question as an 18-year-old, and I still hate it now. He insisted that God's mercy was more important than his justice. But on the cross, perfect mercy and justice come together. The cross tells us that we can never pick between God's mercy and God's justice. If he is not just, if he is not perfectly righteous, if he is not holy, then he's merely permissive. He's never merciful. And if he is not merciful, we will all die in our sin. We will be left in the cold with, the own, with our own consequences. How could God take away the wages of sin, what we owed, without belittling the cost of sin, without sullying his own perfect righteousness and justice? The scripture passage that was read to us this morning 
in both stories has glimpses of people, or at times animals, switching places with other people. Of one person taking the place of another. Just as, in my analogy to Flannery, I took her place out in the cold. In the story of Abraham and Isaac, God and his justice does not just say, it's cool, you know, let Isaac go, no sacrifice needed, we're good. Isaac was freed because God provided something to die in his place. He provided a ram. And then Jesus, in his death, takes the place not only of Isaac, but of the ram. Jesus is the ram. He is slaughtered for the sins of another. In his encounter with Malchus, the soldier in the garden, I love this story. And you know, Peter was not trying to cut off his ear. He was trying to cut off his head. And Malchus ducked, which was a smart move for Malchus. And Peter got his ear. Peter wanted to defend an innocent man, to defend Jesus but he also wanted to start a military revolution to free his people from oppression. He was trying to kill Malchus for a just cause. And Jesus said, no, Peter, put away your sword. Instead of Malchus dying to begin a revolution, I will die. I must drink this cup the Father has given me. I will die and Malchus will live. And of course, the clearest picture of what we heard today of Jesus taking another's place is when Jesus takes the place of Barabbas. Barabbas was a murderer. He's called an insurrectionist. Today, he would be called a terrorist. And one person was going to be freed, him or Jesus. Someone had to take the consequences of this crime. And the people call out, give us Barabbas and crucify Jesus. Jesus was crucified for treason and for terrorism. And Barabbas, the murderer and the terrorist, terrorist goes free. God is perfectly merciful and God is perfectly just. So he does not deny the wages that are owed for sin. But he pays them in our stead. He takes our place. And I wonder this morning, can you find yourself in the story? Could you take time in the silence to locate yourself? You and I are Isaac, and Jesus took our sacrifice. We are the soldier Malchus, and Jesus healed us and died in our stead. You and I are Barabbas. We're Barabbas. And Jesus stepped into our place and took our punishment. And there's more. There's more places we can find ourselves. We're Peter, who denied Jesus and yet was not condemned, but was forgiven and restored by Jesus. We're the soldiers who took his clothes he takes our shame and nakedness. He was naked and exposed to the full vulnerability of humanity. And he clothes us with his very self.
end, we are Adam, who rebelled against God in the garden, and who Jesus came and took the place of as the new Adam. In Romans 5, Paul says, If because of one man's trespasses, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. When Adam sinned, the power of capital D death entered the world. Jesus steps into the place of Adam, of all of humanity, including you and me, and he paid our wages. He paid the wages of death, what death was owed. Why? Why did he do it? In John 15, Jesus says, Greater love has no man than this, a man that lay down his life for his friends. He loved us. Jesus was never forced to do any of this. This was not some kind of divine abuse. He chose to switch places with us. He took on our nakedness. He exposed himself to the elements, to the power of sin, to our shame. He exposed himself in debt to death itself, the fullness of darkness, the darkest place that you or I have ever or could ever be, in order to pay our wages, to clothe us. God exposed himself to the full power of sin so that we could be called God's friends. But on the cross, Jesus was not only demonstrating his love for us, though he was demonstrating his love for us. He wasn't only giving us an example of love or of self-sacrifice, and he wasn't only showing us an example of suffering or death. He was accomplishing something on the cross. He was completing something. He was doing something. Before Jesus died, the last words we heard this morning, Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished. The power of death that was brought into the world in Adam was paid. The restoration of God's people was finished. It is done. It is done this morning. No sin, no doubt, no power can make unfinished that which Jesus finished. He took our place. He paid the wages we owed. It is finished. He accomplished that on the cross. Amen.